You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sports Day. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA. Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, good evening, Sports Day SA. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, thanks to Tyre Power. Think safety this August. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. A mixed results for the two Adelaide teams. Crows, I thought, outstanding. Probably their best win for the year. I know they beat the Bulldogs, but, gee, they played well. And Port Adelaide was typical Port Adelaide in the game for three and a half quarters, and they found a way not to get across the line. As a welcome, the great man who had a pretty big weekend, too, with the uh, 25th anniversary of the Adelaide Crows Premiership. Malcolm Blight. Hi, Blighty. Hello, David. Yeah, it was good, actually. You catch up with uh, a lot of the former players. And How'd it go? Stuff. Well, yeah, no, it was good, actually. We had uh, three different functions and uh, it was attended, pretty well attended. Obviously, people uh, have, have all different walks of life now and some some couldn't get there, obviously, but the uh, majority did, which was great. They say after a few beers, the stories get better and bigger <laughs> and uh, you laugh just as loud. Did that, all that happen? Well, actually, what we'll do, we should... Get Mark, Mark Bickley coming Mark, up. Yeah, get yeah. Mark Bickley and he can actually answer that, all those questions for you, David. I'm, I'm going I'm to stay just humble in the background, of course, because that's the way I operate. What's it like when when you are the coach, you probably have to keep a distance from your players. You're the head man. You've got you know, 30 or 40 blokes under you. When you get older like this, um, you still let the boys revel in there a little bit and you're – does it still work that way? No, no, no. Of course not. No, I mean, become, or do you get in amongst and say, no, I th- I think who's buys it? Yeah, yeah. Give me a drink. All of that. I think you tend to. I mean, for, for one instance, you know, once you've got the ball in the centre, this is one of the rules, you know, the blight rules or the coaching rules, whatever you did it, and you kicked it deep to the pocket and not hooked it back to the front of the goal square. Just keep running because I want to have a chat to you on the boundary line. Or get him off. Get him off. Get him off. So they, they all up. come up so to they, Yeah, they, so all those sort of things came up. And it's it's quite funny when you look back. They, they, actually, they actually listened. Yeah. So that was the best part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and ironically, it was a terrific performance. You guys were there. Oh, they beat Carlton. Yeah. And, and I made the point, I made it a couple of times, um, Crows have rarely played a night game this year. Yeah, you said that. They're always in the yeah. you know, really poor time slots. But for some reason at night, you look quicker, faster, hungrier. And they were. They did look exactly that. Exactly what I said to a few people around me, a few of the players. And, uh, yeah, I just said, they are, they are at them. They were just, they were relentless in their approach. Now, I'm not a great tackling fiend, right? But sometimes, David, just when you run near someone or run at them, they you hurry them up. You don't have to tackle them, as you know. I mean, the game sometimes is perception. And well, Keys does just, that. Yeah, Keys I, does it well. Oh, uh, McHenry does yeah, it well. well. Murphy does yeah, it well. Yeah. And sometimes that perception, perception makes you hurry as a player. We've all been through it. Yeah. I just thought they were at them. And they didn't have to tackle, but they put the eye pressure on. Now, you've been wanting um, to move Tommy Duday. Where the heck has Josh Worrell been? He he looked like he'd <laughs> yeah. played 100 games. And that big left foot, beautiful oh. left foot, he looked composed, didn't he? And a uh, pretty tough ask to come up against uh, two or three big blokes in the Carlton forward line. Yeah, I look back at his first game. It was last year against St Kilda. Up in on the wet. The, in the wet, up in the Gold Coast. Um, you know, that metric on when they 
playing some games up there it's for the one some Phil reason. Thorpe kicked the goal the over his head. That's right. Um, and he, he hardly touched the ball, but I mean, I t- he looked seriously like an 80-game player. I won't say 100 because they're special people, but but it's certainly an 80-game player, didn't he? he? He just looked calm, collected, and as you say, that left foot, doesn't it work? Isn't it funny when you have a win like that, you do look better? And, and I spoke with Bix earlier today and I heard him speaking with, with, with Stephen Rowe and their best side now, there's probably three guys who could go into there, Duday, Phil Thorpe and Rochelle, when he's still just a kid, but when he's fit. But um, you've always wanted to move Duday out of that back pocket. Well, if yeah. Worrell can make that his own, oh, yeah. you've got Dawson back there who can interchange. Is that what you'd like to see somewhere yeah, else? I think something like that. And I'll just get on to that in a minute because I want to mention something about Matthew Nix. I actually sat with him on Friday night and had a conversation about football at the function where that and and also Tim Silver's CEO was the other side. So it was great just to have, you know, just talk footy about the Adelaide Football Club and, and football in general. But one of the things I, I've heard people say, I, sometimes it's a bit hard to pick up inside unless you're inside the uh, four walls. Yeah. But but the Ben Keys move on to Saad, that's, that's, that's not something that I've seen Matthew Nix do a lot of. Think outside the square, square. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that? So one, once... Once you do that as a coach, and don't forget he's still a young coach, and I think once you see that, now you don't have to do 100 a week and you don't have to be smarty about it, but every now and again, every now and again, to do something like that just means you're thinking outside, gives the players a bit of a buzz, and when it comes off, it's exciting. So like a Dawson, if, yeah. if it's not working there, yeah. put him there. And that's why I've said, you know, I've said, you know, maybe Dawson in the middle or even Himmelberg at centre-half back, you know, key defender. Just... Every now and again, have a look at it. Would you have a due day in the forward line or, or as another I, midfielder? I, I, I'd throw him in the forward line too. I think you he's take a, a mark. mark. That's exactly right, David. I, I just see him launch at the footy. When he goes, his timing for punching is mm. terrific. So usually those blokes can mark it all right he's got too. good hands. Yeah, of course he has. So, yeah. I mean, I, I was really pleased for Matthew Nix, obviously pleased for Adelaide. And uh, yeah. anyhow, um, we've got Doug on the line. Hi, Doug. Good evening. Yeah, good day. Um, I've got one quick point, and then I want to ask a question. So I'm a Crows uh, member, and I went on Saturday night, and so I go to all the home games. And it was such an important win because Carlton, Carlton had a lot of fans there, and they, they tried to have a party in our backyard, and we said, no, we're not going to cop that. We're, we're going to win this game. And, and I thought it was a really brave effort by the Crows against the quality opposition. So go the Crows. Um, on that... Uh, over the years, uh, there's been a fair bit of conversation around how the Crows treat their past players and, uh, like, uh, past staff and all that. I just wanted uh, you to uh, tell us how well the footy club did uh, organising the 25-year reunion, Malcolm. That would, I'd really love to get your insight there. Yeah, Doug, one of the... It's, it's been interesting, actually. Um, uh, you know, you don't... As a former player, coach, or even administrator, you don't want to step on anyone's toes and, and you know, invite yourself back into places where you, when, when you had your turn, you did it. But every now and again, it is nice to get an invitation from, from people that, you know, the, the club that everyone here in half of South Australia put on the map. So it was really nice. It was a terrific weekend, well organised. Three functions was probably, maybe, you know, it was a, it was a bit of a... Did you thin out a bit yeah, the third one? Yeah, it did a bit. But uh, but it was actually now the reason why. And they said, well, you know, not everyone's going to get to the three of them. And, that, you know, they can pick and choose. So, no, look, it was terrific of the club to do it. Um, and it was one of the things that I found interesting. And 
there were 10 or so players went down in the rooms. Now, they said, you're coming down. I said, mate, I've been in a footy club, I don't need to go there. But I think James Tyson, who played that wonderful grand final in 98, a former Norwood player, came back and said, bloody, they're, they're playing music again. Like 20 or 30 yeah. years ago, we used to play music and blaring out and da-da-da-da. So, so the old music's back. I think it dropped off for quite a while, didn't it? Yeah. When you first played, your warm-up would have consisted of a slow lap around the ground and a couple of run-throughs and lift your leg up behind and yeah. stretch your – isn't yeah. incredible? What they, is that to get their second win, how hard they work? You know, sometimes you think – First five minutes of the game, gee, I'm tired already. And then you come into that, your second win. Do you think it's that reason? It, it certainly is, Dave, because there was a time, um, certainly when I started to realise, you know, what you need to do and how hard you need to work, I'd actually go for a run on a Saturday morning. Oh, really? Just by myself. Just get the... Get, to get the legs going, to get the brain going. And, you know, I, I didn't tell too many people, by the way, but I did. i go for a couple of Ks, you know, a bit of fart lick just to get the... So I always feel as though you're ready to play. So, yes, the warm-up is important, although... The great Neil Craig, uh, who was our fitness man and seems to do everything around the world in that regard now, just said, you never see a rabbit come out the burrow stretching. Yeah, no, <laughs> very, very true. Now, I don't want to – no controversy, but was McLeod and Edwards there on the Friday night, the big night? No, no, I think they uh, both had – th- there, there were a few that couldn't be there for but certain most reasons. most were there? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was more, than, yeah, more than plenty. That's good. Now, we've got Kim. Hi, Kim. How are you this evening? Good, thanks, Malcolm. Hi, David. Hi, Kim. Malcolm, we were just talking about um, Nixie, the coach. Just ask me, would you have given um, Sydney the intel that or talked about the intel that Jordan Dawson had provided the Crows before you played that Sydney game? Look, the, yeah, the short answer to that is yes, sometimes, no other. And it really is just a feel thing. Sometimes when I talked to them, they really weren't going to... The players took it in, but there wasn't much different. They talk about contested ball, they talk about keeping the forward line open, or they talk about something. So unless they had a point of difference, I I would talk to the player first. If he had a point of difference that we weren't going to talk about, I'd certainly use him. But if it was just the same old stuff, I'd I'd just pass it. I thought so. Put a, a target on his back. And they came out red hot, didn't they? Against yeah, and the, yeah, they did. The yeah. First quarter, yeah, they tagged him too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, with Clark. Yeah, um, very quickly. Port, thanks, Kim. Uh, Port Adelaide. It's been the story this season, bloody. In spent in every game they play, yeah. and, and they're leading by two or three goals. And you just see it though. Collingwood just persevered, and uh, I thought their entries were far cleaner going inside their forward line. When Port Adelaide, when it seemed to be so congested. Yeah, Collingwood just, got so many players back. Just on Port Adelaide, I, I know that they've got some older players. Now, they're going to have to make some decisions on some. We know that. You know, Robbie Gray's been mentioned, of course, they, but and a couple of others. But generally speaking, most of those blokes will go around again. And, I, you know, I'm a great percentage man, David. Port are sitting 12th with eight wins. They're 100 and, nearly 105%. They are clearly above the bottom, you know, two, yeah. four, six below. They could easily be in the eight, couldn't they? They could easily be in the eight. Last year, they won some close games. This year, they've lost. I don't think the list is still bad. I think they've got another big year in them. But you're going to have to add to that. Oh, yes. Yeah. If you want to, I mean, there's still a long way for Premiership, so they need to add to whatever they've got at the moment, don't yeah, they? Yeah, but they're only, they're only six games. They're only six games from 14 wins. They'll put True. you in the top four. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not, and they've lost those games by a goal or two. And the younger ones like Rosie and that are yeah, getting Yeah, they'll better be better. better. They'll be better. Yeah. Georgiades will be better. Yeah, I know. They've, they've got – Port Adelaide aren't going anywhere. They will be, I reckon, they will bounce back next year. They've still got another good year in them, I reckon. 
I just want to play a grab, uh, Sam. We'll get number three. So um, Chad Corns was asked if Port Adelaide need a new voice and a vision to lead. I don't, I don't feel that. Like, I, again, touching on it, my first year in this role, I'm more excited than I've ever been, you know, trying to, trying to do the right thing and get this footy club where, where it needs to be. But I don't get that sense that it's stale. Um, you know, the boys are all... The attitude's really good. Our training sessions... On the main sessions, you guys would see, you know, they do train harder in season than, than any other group I've been with. So um, there's no staleness or anything like that. It's just the inconsistency and I think just the, the basic skill level is areas we really need to address because, you know, some of the turnovers we produced on the weekend wasn't up to AFL standard. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? A fresh voice and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Chris Scott at Geelong is now in his year 12. Let him miss finals once. How do you reckon they're going at the moment, the Cats? Going well, but they've got a premiership too. Yeah, I, I get that. And grand finals. I, yeah, I get that. Damien Hardwick, it's year 13. Yeah, but he's got three flags. Yeah, I get that, but I mean, premiership finals are hard to get to. The supporters also hard pleased, aren't they? <laughs> yes, I just want yeah. to play, uh, let's hear from Ken Hinckley uh, if he's disappointed in the team this year. There's obvious frustration. I mean, you, you talked about it throughout the year. I can tell you're frustrated right now. I'm not frustrated. I'm disappointed in what we've been able to deliver, and that's my responsibility. You obviously feel like you're good enough to absolutely find finals this year. No, I've had a habit of being true, true in my word, and that is you, you are where you are, and so we're not good enough to play finals this year. Are we good enough to compete with the best teams in the competition? That is clear. We are, but we haven't been good enough to play finals this year. Yeah, I think he's very, very honest. When I love his presses, he doesn't beat around the bush. He just said, "No, we, it is what it is." What did he say? You get what you deserve. He said that for a long, long while, and. They have let a lot of games slip. Uh, with yep. So that's yep. in a nutshell. Uh, Lumo say powering local footy and fans in South Australia switched to Lumo SA today. Mark Bickley not far away. We're going to have a bit of a catch-up with the, the master coach and the master captain. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo, Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, time for our Kia Top 7, Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Car of the Year. But there's been the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, we haven't mentioned it. We should it? have probably earlier, David. But, uh, yeah, Emma McKeon, what, what a, 11 Commonwealth gold. She's now the best ever. She's and she's so understated. Yeah. Um, a bit sad to hear all the goings on with Cole Charms. You'll yeah. probably get up and win his, uh, his sprint. But sad isn't when you think the whole thing's around his mental health and this, and he hates the media at the moment, doesn't like a few of the people, yeah, thinks right. having a go at him. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just if You would think being in his space, yeah, that'd be the, the space to be, but obviously at times it's not. And I've got to mention this too. Henrik Stenson, who was going to be the Ryder Cup captain, you know, the Europe playing USA in golf, he got the flick because he joined that live tour, you know, the Saudi Arabia tour. Anyhow, in his first start, he's won the event – and picked up four million wow. US dollars. How's that? Yeah, he's, he's a wonderful player, actually. Yeah, he's, he's been a beauty. One, now, one major. And and the irony of that is Tony Finau, the American boy, lad, man, I should say, has won his back-to-back title, right on the PGA Tour, and he's only picked up one point four million dollars. Yeah, but it's not these guys are Stenson couldn't jump over his money. He's a bit no, like actually, you. Oh, no, 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 he actually lost some money about 10 years ago. He's had, he's so get oh, back. He, he but Tony right. Finnau, he's gone back to back on the PGA Tour. Now, I heard uh, Johnny Blake say uh, you can't call people lass. Malcolm calls – well, you can actually. And he said, well, perhaps hey, you can. can. I tell you something? I, did I hear the, the Port Adelaide song? Do they say Port Power at the end of it? 
they go Port Power, I think. That's yeah. the last bit. Yeah. 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 Why can't we say Port Power? I'm going to say Port Power again. Well, I don't right. care anymore. It's yeah. Port Power to me. If they yeah. sing it, they sing it, David. Yeah. Am I right with that? They do. That's yeah. the last couple of things. Anyhow. Okay, Kia Top 7. My number seven is Josh Worrell's second game. <laughs> I loved it. I've just thought... I got him before you. I just thought he played a really, really nice game, and he's the future of the, that back line. All right, then. Okay, I'm going to go. My number seven is Tony Fennell. As I've just mentioned, yeah. back-to-back PGA wins. That's terrific. Yeah, Hard is. to do. Um, my number six is Collingwood, 10 in the row. Most of them. <laughs> you, David, Most of them. Is... That's why I started the day. Most of them by under a goal. Wow. Have a look at that. My number six, Collingwood, that's 10 right. in a row. Well, this shows we don't. Uh, copy each other's notes. Oh, okay, uh, number five for me is Connor Rosie, 35 possessions, unbelievable form. He's leading for the front, a terrific young player. And you think he might pole well in the Brownlow? I do. My number five is Geelong, 10 in a row. So everyone forgets them too. Yeah, I think Collingwood, be, you could sort of see Geelong maybe could do that. I'm not so sure about Collingwood. Um, number five for me, Ben Key's job. We spoke about it on Adam Saad. Kicked three goals, gave out four He's just such a hard runner. Um, well, he'll be there all the time. Probably not, but did a great job. Former South Adelaide and Crows player, Simon Goodwin, now premiership coach of the Melbourne Football Club, called into our function, the reunion for the Crows, after the win in Perth on Friday night. So it was great to see Simon at the footy. Well, you got me back there. My number four, Demons flex their muscle and decimated Frio. <laughs> so, yeah, well done to Goody and the team there. My number three is Josh Worrell. Played his last game against St Kilda last year, but what a great, great game, second game. And number two for me, what a wonderful round of football. Close games, uh, it was just incredible, really, mm. wasn't it? Some of the, and some of the goals scored, so I really enjoyed the footy in the world. Yeah, my number two is, well, Port Adelaide, AFLW. Captain has been named, and the lady is Erin Phillips. Is that a surprise to you? Not at all. No. Not one iota. Uh, number one for me, you mentioned it before, Emma McKeon, 11 <sighs> gold medals. Um, so understated, though. Yeah. Just so understated. just love the way she goes about it. She represents Australia beautifully, obviously can swim. And what an amazing record for Emma. Yeah, I'm glad she swims in the pool. Um, and my number one is, guess who, Emma McKeon, 11 gold medals, the best ever. Bye. You know what I've worked out when we do the key top seven? Yeah. It's best to go first. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, so I've got that one. I've got that one. Now, for your chance to win a corporate box experience for you and a mate at the Adelaide Oval, enter at iCanWin.com.au. Uh, Mark Bickley coming up too, and I've heard a few stories about the weekend. Bloody behaved, but a, perhaps a couple didn't. But we're going to be joined by the, the coach of the premierships and also the skipper of the premierships. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo, Lumo SA, SA, Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Weeks Homes, Discover Different. And for expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. Well, you guys had a big weekend, Malcolm. It was a three-day epic weekend, and you behave yourself, I believe. Although there were a few issues with the microphone, as we spoke about, which no, you don't no, like Don't that. bring it up. Don't, don't mention the microphone. But we thought tonight, none better than get the coach and the captain of those two oh, fantastic yeah. years, 97-98. It is to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the 97 Premiership. And Mark Bickley... Joins us, Bix. Thanks for your time. How are you going? Um, really well, David. Hi, Malcolm. How are you? You had a good um, three days. Uh, it was uh, outstanding, David. Um, just uh, you know, like because we're you know twenty five years is a long time, and people sort of drift in different directions and are all at different stages of life. And, and uh, for people to be able to 
make their way back and you know get as many as we could back together. It was just fantastic. And you know, Sean Wren came from Byron Bay, and Goody came back on his way from Perth. You know, after the game on Friday night, we had Andrew Eccles who travelled, and Shane Ellen's on the Gold Coast now, I think, and he was yeah. back there amongst others. So just all those people that that made the effort to get back, and then there's lots of people. Uh, who just through the circles you're mixing, you don't bump into all that regularly. And, you know, blokes like uh, Aaron Keating and, and James Tyson are two guys that I don't see a lot of. So to spend some time with those boys again was, was great as well. Not to mention, you know, the own, your own circle of friends who you do spend yeah. a bit of time with more regularly. Isn't it funny, Bix, you hear the same stories, you've heard them a hundred times over and you still tell them and you laugh just as loud when you hear them. <laughs> well, they get better as you get older, <laughs> as you know, David, but... Uh, Oh, look, there's a couple of things I think that comes out of it, and that is that um, it, we, you know, we don't often stop and reflect. You know, like that's we're in a world that sort of keeps on moving, and 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 we don't sort of just stand still and yeah. look back. And just taking that time, I'm sure you would have felt it as well, Malcolm. You get this great sense of achievement that this is bloody hard to do, and you need a lot of things to go right. You need a lot of sort of things to be aligned, and and uh, and you need to you know, a great bunch of blokes. You need to be able to work hard. You need to have a bit of skill. And uh, and we, we had all of that. And so when that all comes together and you do achieve something, it, it, it's definitely worth celebrating. And unfortunately for Adelaide fans, um, haven't been able to replicate it since. So, um, you know, that's uh, not something that we would choose to have happen. But at the same time, it just means, you know, it's pretty special. Yeah, it certainly is. Mark, if, I don't know... Uh... I can't remember you spoke about this when you were asked on uh, Friday night at the, uh, the function. Uh, 97 compared to 98. Mm. What, just your thoughts on 97 as a skipper of the team and then then to do it again in 98. Just the differences in the two. Yeah, uh, I think I mentioned on Friday night how the first of anything is is really special because no one's ever done it. So no, you don't know what to expect. And, you, and, and so that was really special. I think as a player as well, um, and you you would have lived through this after going from Woodville to North Melbourne. You know, for us at that stage, after a couple of down years in 94, 95, 96, there was that sort of nagging feeling, am I going to be a player who goes through his career and doesn't win a premiership? So when you're, you're able to win one and it sort of gets that monkey off your back, that's a fantastic feeling as well. So that was, that was you know, spectacular and great. And there was a little element of relief in there from my perspective. And then... The unknown sort of was after that, which was the the coming back to South Australia and seeing the reception. It was the the parade down King William Street and, and all those great things that went with that that we just couldn't have envisaged were going to happen. So that was that aspect of it. And then I think in 98, the, um, there was still a, a bit of a, uh, a feeling around that we won, I think, 13 or 14 games in 97 and perhaps we came up against St Kilda who hadn't had a whole lot of experience in finals and that we might have just got the right team at the right time and been a little bit lucky but in 98 we played North Melbourne who were one of the powerhouses of the 90s in terms of premierships and prelim finals and you know know, arguably the best player in the game during that era um, playing for them as well So, so to do it against that quality team and to back it up I think that solidifies ourselves as a really worthy winner of, of both those flags. So that was really satisfying, I felt. And um, and I and, and on a selfish point of view, I had a bit more preparation to be able to enjoy the af- after the game with my family, which I didn't really get to organise within the first time yeah. round. So to be able to share it with mum and dad and my brother and 
other family and, and a couple of close friends who were all at the, the function after the game. That was something that I'll, I'll you know, treasure those, those times. Mark, I've never asked you this. I, I don't think I've ever asked uh, anyone I was involved in in a premiership team. But, but being a captain of it, I mean, that you know, that there is a little C after it. You know, not everyone gets that. It's a rarefied air. What, what's it actually meant to Mark Bickley to be captain of that first ever premiership side at the Adelaide Crows? <clears throat> Yeah, um, I think you might have said to me after the game, this will be a life changer for you, Mark. <laughs> and, and it has turned out yeah. to be that in a lot of ways because it does afford you a lot of opportunities, um, you know, whether it's going on to do some coaching or other things in life. You know, like you said, it's a, there's very few people um, reach that that opportunity or that standard and, and get to there if, the, if they haven't done a few things right along the way. And I think, uh, and it does give you a bit of confidence as well, you know, to think that, you know, for those couple of years that, that you know, in that leadership position, we're able to do a lot of things right. And like I say, align a group of men to to set out to do something and then move and diligently move towards it and achieve it. I think that, that takes a fair bit of um, skill to be able to, to be a part of that. Now, I'm not saying that I did it on my own because we were very much a... Um, a collegiate approach with you know blokes like Nigel and Sean Wren and Mark Rusciuto and uh, Pito and Jamo and all those sort of older guys. So you know we we sort of felt that early on we and Sean Wren I should have put in there as well. We we shared the load in terms of leadership and that was probably something that was a little bit unusual compared to some of the other teams at that time. You know Wayne Carey was captain of North Melbourne and it was just get on my back boys and and it tended to be that the best player was the captain and we certainly didn't have that feeling amongst our team. We were certainly much more evenly spread, and I think that worked in our favour. Bix, when you look at that side, when um, you had very good players before Blighty got there, but when he got there, he got the success. And you look at a, a Benny Hart, McLeod, Edwards, um, Rusciuto, all 300 games plus. Um, you got Rennie, yourself, and Nigel Smart. I mean, all those players are... Okay. Yeah, house, household names. I mean, some amazing players there, and, and some of the legends of the game. Yeah, I had this discussion with Malcolm the other night when we were having a chat about, at the time, when you look back, you know, I think that during the pandemic, they played all those old uh, games and the, the prelim final and the grand finals. When people look back and they say, look at all the stars in that team, I think what they forget is at the time, you know, Goody was playing his, his 10th game. So yeah, yeah. You, you weren't to know that he was going to go on and be a five-time All-Australian. And, you know, same with Kane Johnson was a teenager in, in 97. He goes on to, you know, captain an AFL club in Richmond and be, you know, a great player as well. And, you know, Tyson Edwards had been sort of still finding his way until sort of late in the season he got back into the side. And, and you know, he went on to be, you know, one of the game's just great players and, and, and great teammates. So, you know, at the time, sort of, there's a, a different feel about it because we had these sort of young players coming up. And even Rue, Rue had won a best and fairest. But, you know, Rue's an eight-time All-Australian and a Brownlow medalist. So, you know, like, I think a lot of players, you know, and maybe it's a little bit to the point uh, I made a little bit earlier. When you win a flag as a younger player, it does give you the confidence and the self-belief to be able to yep. move forward with your career. And I think all those players we've mentioned, you know, and Benny Hart. Benny Hart, I think, was a star already. But, um, yeah, it was, when you look back now, yeah, Darren Jarman, who was phenomenal in both oh, those games, and probably... Eight or ten players in, you know, present company excluded, who are just going to be greats of the game, and and there's probably six or seven who are already in the AFL Hall of Fame. So um, yeah, once again, you need all those things to come together, and and they're a bit of 
a self-fulfilling prophecy. You have success, so you're looked upon, you know, in better standing as well, I guess. So they, they both feed into each other. People often say, Rashido McLeod, take your pick and three hard to define who, who's the greatest crow. When you first saw them, Bix, come to the club as, as young kids, did you immediately think, wow, or did one impression more than the other? Or how did it work when you saw McLeod and Rashido join Adelaide? Yeah, look, I have this memory of Mark Rashido playing his playing very early on in his career. It might have been his first game or his first couple of games. He played Hawthorne at the MCG, and he was playing on Tony Hall. And Tony Hall had just come off a cracking year, and he's one of the really good players in the AFL. And and Rue tackled him over the boundary line, and um, and Rue ended up on top of him. And as he as Rue was getting up, Tony Hall grabbed Rue's Guernsey to try and sort of pull himself up while as Rue stood up, and Rue just gave him a little sort of one foot sort of short sort of palm into the chest and put him flat on his back. I think Rue was about 17 at the time, oh. and I thought, oh, boy, this guy here, he's he's got something. You know, he just had that. He had self-belief. And and it's it's so interesting. You know, we talk about uh, more recently around Neil Curley and, and that persona that he had. Um, and I know they were great friends, but, but Rue's a similar type guy. He's a, he's a man's man, to, to coin a phrase, and, and he's rough and he's tough and... He, he's very forthright. He says what he thinks, and and um, and and he had that as a 17-year-old lad, and he still got it right now. Whereas Andrew was a lot more circumspect, you know. Like I think Andrew really grew once he he became comfortable in his surroundings, and that took a little time during uh, 95 and 96. But boy, when he got comfortable in the surroundings, he got the confidence of the coach and the other players. He was just. So dynamic, and and um, I often, you know, whenever I get asked, it's impossible to split them. And, and I always describe it as depending on what job you want, you know. And, and if you go into your toolbox, <laughs> if you had to pick out a tool, Rue would be a sledgehammer, and and Andy McLeod would be a scalpel. So depending on whether you're operating on someone or knocking down a wall, when they say which is the best player, what's the situation? Because they, you know, Andy could cut through you like a knife, and Rue would just go straight through. So they're different. Uh, so for many reasons, and and I, you know, I, I often think Benny Hart is is sometimes left out of that conversation. But he's just, he was such an amazing player, and to be all Australian in his first year when he was built like a pencil, and he played fullback and and well, along with Nigel played on some of the games all time greats, the Lockett, Dunstall, um, you know, John Longmire, <laughs> all those players, Ablett, yeah. Ablett, yeah, were kicking hundreds of of goals, that, that's no mean feat. And, and there wasn't the rules, um, you know, to help you as well as defenders. And back then it was one-on-one footy. There wasn't teams flooding the back line. So for what he was given uh, and the way he used that, those attributes, I think he's an absolute superstar as well. Bex, you're a star. Thanks yeah. for your time and congratulations on the 25th anniversary. Yeah. Bloody had a good time and yeah. it sounds like the boys did. It was a, nah. a well, well reunion, M. Bickley. <laughs> yeah, and love, <laughs> love having a chat with you again. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm, we'll catch up soon, mate. Good Great stuff, Bix. Mark Bickley yeah. there, Australia's most wanted the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Mac and Blight and David Wildey Sports Day SA for weeks. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks homes discover different. Time now, though, for the AFL Weeking Talking Points with Sam Fantasia. And Sam, there were a lot of talking points. There were, first of all, most importantly. It's all thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Thanking Australia for making Polaris. Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. 21 years in a row. 
We'll start with Friday night. Fremantle lost to Melbourne, 39 to 85. And Melbourne just really shut down Fremantle. Uh, a couple of talking points of the D's back. And have Frio been found out? Yes and yes. Yes and yes. Well, Melbourne were one of my uh, key top seven. So um, I still think they're the team to beat. Um, they get their... Um, or Blighty would have seen Goody on the weekend. But um, they when they... When they want to um, play and when they play properly, I still think they're the best side. Yeah, absolutely. And just um... and Fremantle, a lot of question marks. Mm. And they can't play in the rain. That's about the fourth game when it's wet. Doesn't suit their style of play. Their forwards just, you know, non-existent. It reminded me of um, a bit back in 2017 when people said they'd found out the blueprint to beating the Crows who were top of the ladder. It sort of just looked like they just had nothing going for them, the Dockers, and no way to break through. They did on grand final day. They found a way to beat the Crows in that year, didn't they? Yes, yeah, sorry, I'm talking about the Crows having been found out, not, not Richmond being found oh, out. Oh, sorry. Now, come on. Okay. okay. <laughs> but, yes, they were found out on grand final. Yeah, that was sad, wasn't it? Anyhow, yes. next. Um, next, next uh, it was the Pies defeating Port Adelaide 88 to 82, and the Pies just keep getting away with it. Yeah, they do. It's, it's an interesting stat, isn't it, that they've won so many close guns. Everyone knows it now. But but what they've done is won 10 in a row. I think I mean, be, Would that be a record, the number of close games, though? I a... think it is. Remember, uh, as uh, an individual club, I did read the stat. Oh, I forgot what it was yesterday or this morning. Six or seven, seven the 10, 10 have been under yeah, a goal. Goal, yeah. Or a goal or And less, less than 13, 11 points, 14 points, yeah. something like I, that. I think the combined total of their last nine or ten wins is about 60 points or Incredible. something. Like, ridiculous. Incredible. Um, and they, Can they keep doing it. Though? They keep doing it. Yeah, I'm. I'm still not convinced they're a, a premiership threat. But boy, one thing you know about Collingwood, you get effort, and they, even if they lose, you get effort. And um, yeah, Port disappointing though. Port led six to two at one stage in the first quarter, and they, they traditionally drop out of the games. Malcolm, they yeah, seem to drop out, find yeah, a way to to lose. Isn't it ironical? Last year, Port won their number yeah. of close ones. This year, it's reversed. Yeah. So that's what happens. Yeah. So next year, you know, the Pies could easily just drop out of the top eight if they don't win the same amount of close games that they do. But if, if, as a coach, Bloody, how big of a thing is belief within the playing group? Yeah, I think one of the things you can do, I mean, as a coach, what you've got to do is actually decide which is which is the trigger point. What do you want to make the turning point in the game that you actually won it or lost it? And I suppose how much you defend on, how much you depend on that and the way you look at it. Do we stop the good stuff or do we give the bad stuff? I mean, it's interesting, actually. So that's what the coach has got to do. And the question remains, where to now for Port Adelaide? I think they'll go to round 20, <laughs> 21, and play Richmond next Saturday night. Does Robbie Gray go on next year? Uh, on on, And this is a hard call, but, I mean, he's been a great player. But on what we've seen this year, probably not. And do they turn, when do they turn to playing the kids? I don't think you still got to give someone the chance. Now, if there's a couple 50-50s, and I've said this yeah. before, if the kids are about equal with an older player, play the kid. If, if, the, if the older player is still okay, play and, him. And they've got a few out there. Yeah. Chase, uh, yeah. Jace Berger on. I think he's yeah. been outstanding. Uh, Lockie Jones is playing. Um, George Yardis, they're still young kids. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, they're still playing a few. Uh, the Swans, 112, defeated GWS 39. And the Swans are genuine red-hot crack for our top four now. Well, they are. I, I, I keep looking at GWS. I was flicking back. I, something's wrong. No yeah. passion. Yeah. Uh, something is wrong. I, I know Mark McVeigh's come out and said, well, they've, they've shut up for the year. Now, I just don't reckon as a coach no. you're trying to go for a, a job interview. That's not probably what you're he, saying. He won't get that, though. No. Yeah. They were awful. Yeah. But I he, think Sydney, great. I love watching Sydney play my second side. And uh, less, uh, or the best about GWS, we say no more. Mm. No more.
Um, with, with GWS as well, the first few weeks where McVeigh was in charge, it looked like he, you know, fine-tuned the Ferrari with their score and getting back, but now they're just... Sugar hit. Yeah, Bloody sugar calls yeah. it. Sugar yeah. hit. Mm. Uh, the Saints kept themselves in a finals race with the win over the Hawks, 75 to 63, if my eyes are okay. Yeah, two average sides, I reckon, Bloody. Um, just going St Kilda, though, they played a couple of good quarters. Uh, but Hawthorne gave them a hell of a scare in that last quarter. Um, I, I can't. I don't think Saints will make the eight. They've got the Cats, the Lions, and the Swans to come home. Yeah, good night. Yeah, that's pretty tough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean, if they hang on, I, hey, listen. Richmond and the Western Bulldogs aren't aren't certainties for everything mm. they play too. So oh, they're still in it a bit. But you'd think Richmond, if they could only get Martin, when's he back? They'll need to win two, two both yeah. at least two yeah. of those teams outside. Yeah. But um, yeah, Martin, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Grimes out for the year. We think it was a uh, sloppy first quarter for the Cats uh, again. Bulldogs. The Bulldogs, yeah, 94 to 66, but they just found a way to win. No, they're good, aren't they, the Cats? I mean, they look – Bulldogs played an exceptional first quarter. You know, I, I, they still lose by five yeah. goals. I think I put them in the four at the start of the year, just mainly so because, you, it, just because you, you know, they, their experience at one stage has got to drop off, but it just doesn't look like right now, does it? If they make the eight, though, they could still scare teams, the bullies, couldn't they? Oh, they could, they're, yeah. They're bottom end, so yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the Crows versus the Blues on Saturday night, 84 to 55. And uh, we spoke about it before, but the kids look all right, don't they? I must say, Sam, I'm sitting um, at the southern end uh, with a lot of the former Crows players celebrating our little anniversary. Um, I thought they were really quick. Now, David said night football makes you look like that. A couple of the other players said that, but it's not. I mean, they are genuinely a quick side. When you look at the guys in and around the footy, and a lot of those young guys, they are seriously quick compared to what Carlton had. I said, I, yeah. you know, from, from the yeah. halfway through the first quarter, I said, I reckon, I reckon Carlton are in trouble here. Yeah, right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, it just, it was laid out for them and uh, they Not, carried on with it. The night's interesting. Crows have rarely played at night. And I don't, I don't think so much makes them look quicker. The pressure seemed to be more. Yeah. This was a really hot, well done to Adelaide and, we talked about Warrell. We talked about Keys, um, outstanding. So what well under Nixie got a really nice win. And do you think the Blues were too co- too tall with DeConing and Pidnett and uh, Colonel Mackay? Couldn't get it to them. No, no. If they, could, if they had sixty five inside fifties yeah. like the the Crows, um, had chances maybe. But uh, well done, Crows. Well uh, done. The Suns kept their season alive with a uh, scary win over the Eagles. Yeah, it was a funny game. Watched it. Um, wasn't a great game. Um, once again, Eagles hit back hard. Well done to them. But Gold Coast Suns have got about eight out for the season, haven't they? And yeah, five know, of their just, defenders. They're, so. just, they're just hanging on. Yeah. I reckon they've been admirable again. Yeah, they have. Year. They have. Yeah. Who wins next week, the Crows or the Eagles? Or this week? Oh, the Crows. Crows? Yeah, I'd pick the Crows. Crows. Yeah. I'd, I'd pick them with some confidence, actually. They play okay over there sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going Crows early. A uh, huge comeback from the Tigers in Edwards' it's 300th, not Joel Selwood's 350th. And Brisbane remain unconvincing, and the MCG Hudo continues. Well, they're convincing to half yeah, time. Good, <laughs> good. So we're going all right early. Their midfield slow, Brisbane. Um, you got um, Lockie Neal's a key. Yeah, I think Lyons is, hasn't got leg speed. McCluggage's okay, but they're all very similar. Those sort of guys. So I think oh, they. I'm not convinced with Brisbane. I don't think they can win the title. Do you think I've been convinced for the last? No, three you years? haven't. You haven't, and I'm jumping on the blight bandwagon. Yeah, I, I'm not to say they can't. But something I, I really think it was a bit like Port Adelaide, two home finals, preliminary finals, and you don't win. No, you yeah. miss the opportunity, and that one in Brisbane, that COVID year. The, the COVID year, yeah. Brisbane. If ever you were going to win one, you know it was a handed on a platter to you, and Richmond got them. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Hey.
And uh, one more, the Bombers defeated North Melbourne. Not much to really take away from this. The Bombers did what they needed to Crap do. Crap game. Kangaroos like <laughs> reversed, regressed to the mean. Yeah, I like Redmond. Isn't he become a player? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, good they got a couple of nice players and they can improve. They can jump spots next year, the Bombers, but it's been a disappointing year. North Melbourne, the, all the talk about Alistair Clarkson, does he get the spot there? Apparently they're into him. Um, talk, and why wouldn't they be? And I, 1.6 apparently uh, – what did Clarko say? That's crap as well. <laughs> One point six. six. That's Malcolm Blight sort of money. Oh, you're kidding! <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, no, North Melbourne. I still, I still reckon they'll get another really good two, three draft picks. It, it, you know, they're going to load up again. They'll be all right in two or three years. Well, I agree. Thank you, boys. Thanks. Uh, well Samuel. done, Sam. Oh, thank you. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you out. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you can win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Uh, Big Show, as always, Blighty, thanks for your input. Uh, really enjoyed speaking to Big. You guys had a, a wonderful weekend and uh, and rightly so, the 25th anniversary of the 1997 Premiership team. And we'll do it all again. That's a good thing. See you tomorrow between 6 and 7. Bye for now. Bye, David. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.